Hey, Kansas City. Welcome to episode 52 of the Made in KC podcast. Today is the 80th day since Kansas City, Missouri's stay-at-home order was announced. I'm Tyler Enders. I'm Keith Bradley. And I'm Thomas and Maggie McIntyre. (laughs) Today, we'll be discussing how to balance our moral responsibility to actively pursue racial equality, the coronavirus, personal life, and business. Well, welcome, Mackie, to the studio. She says thank you. Jess is working today, and Tuck's hanging out with his cousins, but I'm on Maggie duty, and so she's joining us in our quote-unquote studio today, <laughs> so you'll definitely hear some noises. But, she's, uh, a good, uh, she's a good segue to in our topic today, right, about balancing all things personal, business, and social. Because uh, she can't balance it all right now? No, because she's here. Just cause oh, she's, I got you. I'm trying she's to here. balance those things right <laughs> now. Because she's here with us today. Uh, operating in the, the new normal involves us seeing Thomas with his baby more, which is great. Well, on that note, today I wanted to have a pretty casual, open conversation. As I began to think about what we should cover, what I felt that we needed to cover today, I realized that that question is actually causing some anxiety for me right now, figuring out how I spend my time, what we should be talking about on personal platforms, on business platforms, with our employees during our meetings, et cetera. So due to the coronavirus pandemic, our business is struggling and it needs our attention. Because of the pandemic and the aforementioned, we need to take care of ourselves first. We need to take care of our families. We need to take care of our employees. But we also can't ignore the importance of racial justice and the ability to enact change right now. So I was thinking about inaction up until now, and I kind of broke it into two parts. And I think one part is clearly ignorance, it's racism, complacency. But the other part of inaction, I think, is that people feel helpless. They feel like, you know, you might see something inspiring, whether it was negative or positive, but inspires you to make change. And and often people feel, well, I'm just one person. I can't do anything. Well, right now is a really unique time where a lot of people are rallying for the same thing that you might want to, you know, push for. And so politicians are listening. um, Businesses are listening. Your neighbors are listening. So it's a time where we can actually really push for real change. So I wanted to see how you guys are balancing and navigating these three really super important needs. So first being personal needs in relationship to um, going through a pandemic. And so that's personal with our family, personal with our business. Then secondly, the business needs as it relates to how we have to be kind of like all hands on deck because of the pandemic and because of the limited number of shoppers and our PPP money being completely spent at this point. And then third, doing your part, doing our part in pushing for racial equality and actively being anti-racist right now. So kind of a big lead in, but I just wanted to discuss like how people go through that, how you guys are going through that. I'll go first since Maggie isn't crying at the moment and I can leave if she does. So the the first two, I feel like haven't necessarily changed between the personal life balance and the work balance. They're both very hard to uh, balance. There's just a lot more stress on the business side of things right now. With, as you said, you know, every day being a new cash flow, every day being a new how do we get out of this or what do we do next type of mode that we're in. And at the same time, we also have new projects uh, that have deadlines that uh, didn't go away because of coronavirus. So same amount of effort and work going into that balance for me, I'd say just a heightened level of stress and more like sleepless nights. Last night was one of those like stress dream after stress dream type of nights uh, just because of everything that's going on. 
and then lastly, with the Black Lives Matter and all the different race initiatives going on right now, I, I feel even more sense of stress because like you mentioned, Tyler, everything we do right now, I think has a bigger impact. There's a sense of urgency. There's no like, let's plan and do stuff in six months or let's plan and do stuff in a year. I feel like now is the time to strike to have the most impact. And so I feel this huge sense of urgency to get our shit together and put out a plan and put out action and get people moving on these things and get the books read and get our employees trained, get ourselves trained. Uh, because as we're seeing with all these things that are actually changing quickly, now is the time to put these things into motion. Keith? <laughs> Just so you listeners know that when Tyler announced that intro, that was the first time we were hearing the, hearing the, hearing the questions of the day as well. Uh, a lot to think about. I think a couple of things come to mind here and you talk about that. Thomas, you said something a couple months ago, uh, kind of early on in the, in the pandemic that has kind of stuck with me. And I think it's held true. Um, as we saw kind of the writing on the wall for a lot of businesses having to slow down and shut down and um, who was essential, not essential and money. And this time, I believe we didn't know about any government assistance or PPP. Uh, you had said, you know, this in one sense really isn't nothing new for us because as a small startup business, we've always had to manage cash flow in a really tight way. We've never been flush with cash and so you think that you thought that it would be, you know, help us navigate this uh, this world that we're in now. And I, I think that it I think that it has. So in one sense, on that side of the business, largely what we're experiencing, especially at the in the time of the, the retail year that we're experiencing is not too abnormal from where we would be outside of a p- pandemic, um, especially too as we're launching several new projects at the end of the year. I feel like in that sense, the way we're operating while we are having to watch money more closely because the money has been given to us say, in the form of PPP. And it's not ours to just spend willy-nilly with. Um, we've had to monitor things close in that sense. But in, in another sense, this is this is like where we were two summers ago. We were getting ready to open our marketplace on the plaza and had all these ducks in a row that I had to get. And we were just hanging on, hanging on, hanging on until we can open those doors and have the customers come in. And I feel like we're in that sort of season again that we're – in one sense, well, well versed in. Would you guys agree with that? In, uh, in, in one sense, I, I think I understand to a degree, but I feel as though then with recent, um, like as I said, I feel compelled to act now to try to create whatever change we can create. And so I know that there are certain scales that we can put our finger on that will have a bigger impact than others. And so that might be through social media. It might be through other businesses. It might be through reaching out to local politicians. And so I agree with everything um, in regards to our business. And we've added this extra element of this pandemic, which is a one variable type thing that kind of affects everything, but it's one variable. And now I'm feeling a little bit more sidelined or like, you know, um, T-boned by this yeah. other really big factor that now, um, because it's, it is less, and, and this is the root of the problem. It's, it's harder for us to feather this in with everything that we do in our business. And I think that's the problem is that as we try to figure out how we move forward and t- to make racial equality and active anti-racism a part of who we are, you know, to feather that in, we do have to rethink things a little bit and actively do that because we hadn't been to the degree that was necessary. I'm kind of rambling, but I think that might make sense. Yeah, for sure. And I was just, I was answering more of the business type, but you kind of sure. had three tiers of your question, personal business, and then, 
And I, I think that's the problem for me that I can't, I'm having a really hard time taking <laughs> yeah. things one at a time. Yeah, for sure. I think ultimately our lives aren't set up that way to segment and they are fully integrated, right? We all, we all sleep better when the, when the business is doing better in that sense, we, you know, yeah, our, our lives can't be separated from the business right now. And right now, um, we can't separate our business from what's happening outside of it and figuring out a way to, to merge the two successfully is, is real important. I do, I can't help but think uh, in terms of how we've been kind of each maybe managing or maybe things we're doing differently or how we're processing. I felt, and you guys have, have probably noticed this in our last couple of team meetings, but I felt an urgency to speak more personally to our team members at large to really you know, try to try to change people, try to change how we are acting, trying to change how we're behaving as a company. And I feel like to do that, we need to speak speak directly to them. And so um, part of that involves some vulnerability. A lot of part of that, I think, involves storytelling and really trying to um, rally our team members around, hey, we're, we're going to go through this next six months, the second half of the year, and it's not going to be as fun as... Um, other seasons in our business history because of ABCD, but how can we still stay positive? How can we still make a difference? How can we still achieve the goals that we set at the start of the year and not and not just fold? Which, as we're seeing, is a real possibility for lots of other lots of other businesses at this time. And I think with the coronavirus, we were able to. Uh, it, there wasn't a simple solution, but the th- steps in front of us were simple in that. We knew that there were steps you could take that were pretty clear cut to make sure you're creating a safe environment uh, or, you know, taking steps to close the company down or taking steps to apply for loans. And there was a bit more of a path to stay on to navigate the coronavirus, uh, not to not to mitigate how challenging it's been or, or how big of a problem it was, um, but it was a, a health problem and it was somewhat clear of a path to it ending. Uh, and now we've been introduced to this new problem that's... I have no good way to say it, but the uh, I said it to somebody because it popped in my head, and I'm sure it's not an original thought, but when I said it, I thought it was super creative, that there's there's no less black and white problem than the black and white problem. And it's 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 messy, it's confusing, it's challenging. And we part of our mission statement in Made in KC is that we try to build a robust platform for makers, and we're trying to use that same platform to do do right by what's happening right now and have a voice in what's happening right now. And there's a huge sense of responsibility with that. And for me, that, that comes with stress <laughs> uh, is kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah. One way that we talked about all of us working through processing everything that was happening during the early days of the stay-at-home order, all of us kind of put things right in front of us, took the next step that made sense and kept very active in that sense um, and knew that we had just had to prioritize what to focus on. And again, this was just a weird microcosm thinking about today. Okay, we talked a lot about police reform, didn't get to a lot of the things that we had on the list, but didn't feel like this episode needed to be police reform part two. And so when you do have to focus on one thing at a time, it's it was me again trying to figure out that balance. And so right now, how are you guys approaching it? Well, I think similar to what we were the approach we took at the start of the pandemic, uh, we're starting to see us take a similar approach to this situation again. And so for us, uh, for better or worse, it started with literally a text message that we got from the Country Club Plaza that said, hey, the plaza is closing. All the plazas closed on this day because of the protests. 
they didn't mandate that we boarded up our doors. They didn't encourage it. They didn't suggest it in any way, shape, or form. I think for us, it started with, yeah, we, we should probably go ahead and board up our doors. If we do get a broken window, we're going to have to board them up anyway. So uh, let's do it preemptively. And then from there, that was like, we have this storefront that lots of people see. Uh, let's use it as a platform, as a, as a microcosm of our larger platform to, to show our support and solidarity with why we're protesting, why we're, we're boarding up our doors. And that was, in one sense, a, a small but first step that we took before us. That step led to a social media post. That social media post led to feedback from our employees. And that, as, as we've made the habit of doing in our company, we, we value everyone's feedback in our company. So naturally, we, we listened to that. And from that feedback led to the next action item with, you know, we need to have someone on our team internally who can continue to guide this conversation, integrate what, uh, integrate into our company, um, not just, not just not doing things, but proactively by doing things, um, with regards to race relations and equality, um, and to allow us to continually be educated through a different lens. So we, we already have taken two small action steps in response to the current uh, situation. That's a good point. I hadn't been thinking of it in that sense. We did, we have been just continuing to put something in front of ourselves. And um, I've created, you know, personal lists on things that I want to do, whether it's educating myself or taking action. But with limited amounts of time, it is, it is tough to, uh, to try to figure out what to do exactly next. So on the business side, we did kind of break it out into a list form. We kind of created some priorities. Um, and I, sh- I should bring this up because I mentioned that we had talked about doing that previously. So, so far we did create a new role. It's um, the IDEA coordinator, which stands for inclusion, diversity, equity, and awareness. And that person, someone who had reached out to us is now fulfilling that role. She is already an employee at Made in KC. This will be her primary focus now in addition to being a sales associate. And so on a weekly basis, she will help us push forward new initiatives and then also kind of do an audit on things we're already doing and and constantly look at everything we're doing purely through this lens of her idea chair, idea coordination perspective. The Next most important thing or the next thing that we're doing is really just education for our employees. We've talked about how language is so important and being able to talk about these things in a confident way or in a comfortable way at the very least is super important because otherwise we can't have really meaningful discussions. And so knowing the difference between diversity, representation, inclusion, equity, those all sound like synonyms to many people, but there are very, very important distinctions and differences. Talking about the difference between prejudices, versus racism versus discrimination. We need to be able to be comfortable talking about these things so that way we can ask the questions that we need to ask. So we're gonna go about that education in a number of different ways. Then increasing diversity of makers and artists. Um, We decided that we're not gonna try to hit an external threshold. Um, We are just going to try as best we can to elevate as many different makers and artists from different uh, ethnic backgrounds than what we currently do. And so we aren't exactly sure what that's going to look like, but we have put that goal on the wall and we've said this is what we're going to um, you know, work towards. And I'm sure that that'll take shape more as we learn what that process looks like. Then third would be increasing diversity and representation in our social media, our marketing, our email marketing, 
just increasing the outward appearance, what we project into the city, which is supposed to be representative of our city. Then we're going to try to work towards increasing diversity and representation through Made in KC Explore, which is through our contributors and through our stories. And then we're also exploring an advisory board where we can get different community members on board where we might not have a reason to work with them currently, but they might be able to represent and voice opinions that we currently don't hear enough of just by the nature of who we work with, who our customers are. We want to make sure that we're still hearing those voices. And again, our employees, our customers, our vendors, there are some pockets of Kansas City that we might not be reaching through those three groups. And so that's why we're thinking about potentially adding this advisory board, which kind of fill in the gaps. And I think those are all, um, yeah, we could argue whether we should have done these things from the very beginning of our company, from other, other point in times. And, um, and that's, those are all fair criticisms. Um, I'm encouraged by the fact that, you know, this is our response and, and the way we're moving forward. I can't help at the same time to go back to kind of your original question, Tyler, that if we don't have a business that is successful and can survive this pandemic and this year, then we don't have a platform. And so while we still need to move forward with these things, that can't be either of ours 100% focus, which I think is wise why we're bringing in somebody else to, to kind of move this forward as we've done with other facets of our business. So we don't, we don't have to stand behind the register anymore. We don't have to ship orders anymore. We've kind of grown in that regard, and this is maybe a step in that growth. But what are your thoughts on how our success as a business, one, has given us this platform, and it, as, as much as it's been given to us, it can be taken away. And I think we'd be doing these things anyway if, if there's the, the, the racial protests that are happening and there was no pandemic. I think this is the response we would be taking anyway. The fact that we're coming off pandemic and our survival as a business is, uh, feels very much at, at war with being able to take on new initiatives. What are y'all's thoughts on, on that? I've always thought it's interesting how we are not just a business, but a retail business. And a retail business is so public facing so we could own a you know plumbing fitting company and still be small business owners and not really have a platform uh we wouldn't have a social media following wouldn't have thousands of people coming in out of our stores and interacting with our customers every day Uh, and so there's these different tiers of small businesses but being a restaurant owner or being a retail company you really are in made in kc as a entity is a bit of a celebrity in kansas city and as a result people are looking at it to have some influence and I think that's part of why I wanted to be a small business owner, not necessarily to take on the super hard challenges like these, um, although we welcome them and and we think it's important. uh, But I I did want to have some sort of presence and influence in our community. And so we've been given this opportunity. And I think our early response, um, the way the three of us have slightly different views, but are very good at coming to uh, a conclusion that we all feel is a good representation for Made in KC because again, it is uh, it is its own entity. It is not the three of us, and so it's the word exciting is weird uh, for this kind of situation. But um, at the same time, it's it's we are given these opportunities to be challenged, to grow, and to make a difference. And I feel like we're going to do a good job of that. I agree with the excitement part in the sense that. At the beginning of the episode, I talked about how in the past, you know, people might not feel that they could make a change or they might have felt that it was futile to try to act because their effort would be wasted. And based upon our platform combined with this really unique 
period in time, I am excited that we can see real change. And so I've been excited multiple times when I've opened up my phone and read that something new had passed or, you know, protesters had taken some action or the news was covering something differently. And so that is really exciting. And then I guess it's just different to try to balance like what part makes me feel really excited versus what part makes me feel pressured of, are we doing enough right now? Could we be doing doing more? Thomas, you mentioned earlier today on the phone how during coronavirus, we were encouraged, you know, like turn off for a day, take a break from the news, um, you know, just just focus on yourself and collect yourself. And that's I don't feel like that's, you know, appropriate right now. I think Keith said it better or uh, really well earlier how like the ability for us or myself to turn off and to like take a mental break and just refresh uh, is absolutely uh, white privilege and I am able to turn things off if I wanted to and, and be in my own space uh, yeah I don't feel like that's an appropriate response either it's so if you <laughs> follow me on Instagram my <laughs> posts are a vast majority of my kids and then after that like mountains cars and boats but it's <laughs> I did post some things during this period of time and I hadn't posted anything since that after I had post something about uh, Black Lives Matter and today I posted something about of Maggie working with me and I had some like hesitation to post it because I feel like now it's not the time to be using that space. But I went ahead and posted it because I was acting genuinely and I think engaging my life and our business and then whatever else I need to say politically um, is an appropriate way to go about social media for um, an individual right now. So, But it's, it's, it's bleeding into all these facets of our life and it, it's, it's challenging and my biggest fear now, and so I'm thankful for having you guys, is burnout. We went from our fourth quarter starts in October and then tax season goes after that. And then we've been thrown into all of this and now we're mid-June of 2020 and we're going to have fourth quarter coming up again soon. And so it's just, uh, what do we do to mentally take care of ourselves, but also not close our ears and close our eyes to what's happening? And I think, I, man, I don't know if there's even a, is that even an option? That's my question. Like, um, can we, can we as still relatively young uh, individuals, I mean, I feel like we need to double down on, on our efforts for the rest of the year. Um, not that we have not been doing that the first part of the year. I think, you know, Tyler, you mentioned many times that during the stay at home orders, you were working way harder than you had, uh, harder, longer, faster, uh, more efficiently than you had, say, the earlier part of the year before that. Can't, do we have enough fuel in the tank to do that for the rest of the, the rest of the year? Because I think one, I think that's what our business is going to require, unfortunately. Um, and then two, I think with all that we've been discussing the last several days, that's what that will require as well. My kind of fear is with a lot of a lot of the changes that we've seen um, through other companies through the business world have still are still, in my opinion, shallow. So NASCAR banning Confederate flags, really? I mean, I didn't that. Like that lowest hanging fruit. Yeah, and uh, and like no one should be celebrating that. Although it's a step, it's a first step. It need to happen, but that's that that's a uh, you know my fear is that for that entity, say NASCAR, uh, that checks a box for them that they did something, and that's a really it's shallow. And so my fear for us, and I think we're already moving away from that, is you know what we post, what we do is a, is a box we check is shallow. And I think we're showing that we're going to put teeth behind it. Where I was going with that, I kind of I kind of lost track because my because it's easy for lots of other businesses to check that box and it looks good and we don't want to be one of those businesses for sure. Um, 
And so how, you know, and that's kind of what we're wrestling with. I think, I think the risk of that is, Hey, maybe we need, maybe we do need to burn out for a while. Yeah. From, from the endurance Uh, standpoint, I've kind of been thinking about it, you know, from when I think about physically like doing any kind of endurance races or or mountain climbing or anything like that, everyone always says your body, you're physically way more capable than what your mind is telling you. And so it's like, if you feel like you're done, you're actually not even close to being done, like keep pushing. And so what I'm working on now is making that shift to <laughs> my mind is telling me that I'm mentally done. Does that mean I'm mentally done? And I'm trying to convince myself that I'm not. Uh, and there, I mean, there's physical burnout too, obviously, but I think having a good partnership like we do, that's one of the earliest things, you know, I want to, we look for in building a business and what you hear about is, is find good partners. And uh, it's the first advice I give to anybody else that talks to me about starting a business. And so, we're going to lean on each other a lot, and then outside of us, we have this insane team of people as well that's going to be able to pick up the slack. We're not going to be perfect during these next few months, uh, but yeah, no. We, to answer your question, no, we're keeping our foot to the gas, uh, to the floor, and mess up a saying. Jessica made fun of for that. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Keep your foot to the floor. Keep your gas to the floor. Yeah. I was talking to a friend about whether people are going to be able to go back to some, quote, normal jobs. So let's say you worked at an ad firm. You know, can you go back to selling whatever consumer good product that you were supposed to sell and be as excited about it now that we've, you know, been looking at really meaningful things? And one of the things we've talked about on this podcast before was how you can work longer hours and harder and more efficiently when you feel like the work you're doing is meaningful. So that is a a silver lining or an exciting part that I do think there's going to be some fatigue with jobs where just because of the nature of the job, they run off of adrenaline and it's like a, it's a fast paced type environment where people are fueled off of deadlines and clients and all this other stuff. When after a pandemic, after the world's largest civil rights movement, maybe you rethink, is it that important? Should I be pushing myself that hard? And hopefully people will kind of recalibrate a little bit. And, and hopefully as our business, as we integrate some of these things into our business more, it does provide even more meaning to us. And we feel even more empowered that our platform is worthwhile. It is meaningful. And therefore, not only would we feel the pressure, but more feel the excitement of knowing that we can have a real big impact or a real positive impact. Yeah, I, I didn't say it as, as smoothly as I wanted to, but I think that's part of the, the message I wanted to deliver our team this week is, one, make every customer interaction count and don't take it for granted because we, we know what it's like to lose our customers. We just went through that. I think the other side of that for me is that that is one way that we can affect change. It's very small, but making all customers feel like they are welcome, like they're part of the Made in Casey family, like they're valued, like they're getting good service. Um, if we don't provide that, uh, anything we say or do on social media, any changes we make internally um, as steps towards uh, greater racial equality are, are going to fall on deaf ears unless we're known as a company who takes care of their employees, takes care of their customers, and treats them well. And so that's a, that's one facet I think that's integrated into the whole of our business um, from top to bottom is this idea of, of, of excellence. Um, and I think in addition to that, the other thing I said to our team earlier in the week was that they do all have influence in some way, shape, or form. So if you're on a graphic design team, your your images get seen by potentially 100,000 people every time they go out or we post about them or email them. If you're working in any one of our retail stores, you're going to see 1,000 customers 
um, over the course of uh, a, a month or a week in some cases in some of our locations. And that's a lot of influence. That's a lot of impact. And I think there's lots of ways that we can leverage that and integrate what we're talking about today for our company. Well, thank you both very much for your insights on that and uh, everything we've been doing the past couple days and couple weeks. We have gotten some really good listener feedback in the past, and I would love to hear from people on this one if they have any thoughts for what our role should be or how we should be trying to navigate this based upon the things I just listed. If people think that's sufficient, um, this isn't really this really isn't meant to be self. Um, what is the word? Aggrand- self. Ag- ag- Aggrandizing. Agri- 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 I don't even know what you guys are talking about. So. Uh, but uh, yeah. I, I mean, sometimes it is really just good to hear like, yep, that's you guys are taking the right steps. That is good. Um, I know that we have some blind spots too, though. So it'd be really interesting to hear if, if people have suggestions for us. Of course, you can email them to us at hello at madeinkc.co. And if you want to see pictures of Maggie or any, any family member, you can follow Thomas on Instagram. That's right. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank you.